Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we discuss all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, my guest is Stephanie McGurk, owner of Totem Health Acupuncture. Here's a little bit about Stephanie. Over the past 20 years, Stephanie McGurk, doctor of acupuncture, has studied in the U.S. as well as China, grown a thriving private practice, and worked as the staff acupuncturist at Kansas City University Hospital's Integrative Health Department. Stephanie has helped thousands of people heal their stressed nervous systems, improve their performance, and experience higher levels of life satisfaction. Her book, Totem Companions, Mastering the Archetypes and the Five Elements Within You, is available through Amazon Books. Stephanie developed Totem Companions to help people who have a desire to deeply understand their own sacred healing journey. This book and coaching system was born out of her frustration with the lack of time there was to take deep dives with those who wanted more information about the mind-body connections and spiritual wisdom contained within their own life story. Her take on the hero's journey tracing the five elements of Chinese medicine will enrich your understanding of your life's powerful gifts and challenges. Welcome, Stephanie. So glad to be here with you today. Thanks, Heather. I'm honored to be able to be here and um, talk to you about these things that we um, both love to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We had a great discussion about it the other day. We did. Uh, So we're here today. We're going to talk a lot about really kind of the shifts that we've seen over the last 18 months. There's been kind of a big thing going on. And um, I think we've seen a lot of people go through some healing challenges. um, Absolutely. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And really they've, um, you know, but I think a lot of people are coming out the other side of it. Um, So what are the common themes you're seeing um, with people during the pandemic? So I think what was, um, you know, I've heard people talk about the gifts of the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to borrow that phrase. Um, but I think with the common experience we had, we also had sort of common undeniable truths that came out mm-hmm. um, just about um, being human. Um, yes. And uh, they were reminders that, I think came at just the right time for us with the the acceleration of um, pace of, you know, just the societal expectation to be productive at a certain, certain pace. And that um, brought on by technology, of course. And Mm -hmm. so here we were at a time where all that collapsed, um, you know, and it looked like things were about to fall apart, but um, I think that what the, one of the big messages that came out of that was that our well-being is dependent on all of us. Yes. You know, and that was kind of running contrary to what seemed to be happening, which was the individual is an island and we can just sort of, you know, exist with our earbuds in and our 
little separate experience of the world, right? Like virtual wow. reality. Yeah. Uh, so I, for one, was very happy that we've kind of, we kind of had, had to like put the brakes on that. Yes. And had time to kind of examine um, how much of that we wanted to accept and how much we wanted to question, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. And I think it really kind of took us back to really what are our priorities in life? You know, right. what do we really need um, to be happy? Right, right. Absolutely. And I mean, we were able to spend time with our small little tribe, whoever they were. Um, and I think it also gave us personally, I, this is what happened in my life, but I also just, I did, I took six, six weeks off mm -hmm. and I did go back to work. Um, and so I heard a lot of us talking about similar things. Um, mm -hmm. And what I do a lot of in my practice, what I love doing is helping people uncover sort of the root causes of their chronic pain and pro mm -hmm. chronic um, And when we had this collapse of the routine, uh -huh. it sort of, I think, allowed people to have this new perspective on um, some of the things they thought they didn't have a choice over, like in terms of how how much they were working, how much time they were spending um, on themselves or they weren't spending time on themselves. And, you know, these, right. Th that just the, the routine being um, completely shaken up mm -hmm. uh, kind of made people have to look upside down at things, which was, mm -hmm. I think, you know, kind of what you need. <laughs> Does that makes oh. sense. Oh, definitely. No, definitely. Um, I think it did. I think um, there was a lot of introspection that went on. Not only were we with our families, but we did um, have to take some time to really look inside and see um, what was important. Um, so, were there any? You know, you were looking at root causes. I, I know that I saw a lot of people with a lot of unhealed trauma. Yeah. Um, and so did you, was there any common themes that you saw across? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, a hundred percent, uh, COVID was triggering, right. For mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. So to the degree that you may have already experienced trauma in your nervous system, mm -hmm. what, you know, help determine what your experience of that triggering felt like in your body. Right. And, that sounds, I don't know, kind of harsh. Part of how I see my work is to help people uncover what those triggers are in their daily life. Mm -hmm. um, and we can kind of trick ourselves into feeling like we, you know, kind of encapsulating our trauma, right. uh, you know, with the routines, um, mm -hmm. which is very healthy and a, a way for us to create safety, but um, it can be kind of artificial. Um, you know, that kind of sense of running on empty or running on um, energy that's not true energy. It might mm -hmm. be fuel or like um, stimulants or mm -hmm. 
overperformance or overexercising or over people people pleasing, and we kind of had all that stuff taken away from us. Right. We, we couldn't work too. We could hardly work. Never mind work too hard, too much. And right. We we couldn't. Um, you know, we couldn't exercise if we went to the gym. Um, I'm sure there's there's lots of things we could do that were probably not healthy coping mechanisms. And right. when I'm sure, you know, like others partake, partake in a lot of that as well at first, especially. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I ultimately want, you know, the acupuncture is an amazing tool. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But ultimately I want to help for people to learn how to calm their, whatever it is, their pain triggers, their anxiety, mm-hmm. um, pain those, uh, sorry, calm those pain triggers outside of the acupuncture clinic. Right. And, and this was kind of a way for them to examine, well, some of my patients actually felt better, you know, not worse um, because, mm-hmm. you know, they, maybe they're working moms, um, they're trying to juggle, juggle working full-time and, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of children and um, maintaining their partnership and etc so they had some of that taken away from them and realized how much better they felt Mm -hmm. it's hard when you're looking around and everyone's doing a similar thing to say wait maybe there's something wrong with me because I think there's this is too much for me Mm -hmm. like that definitely there's a lot of shame about speaking out like that but Right. We didn't really have a choice um, to uh, to this, so that made it, I guess, okay for us to then, you know, I know a lot of young people um, that are at the beginning of their careers are now having the choice to be able to want to choose an employer that is going to address their whole self, right, and right. Address health, mm-hmm. uh, maybe their choices outside of work. Um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be parenting or, um, whatever other life circumstances that they have, because employers were forced to look at the whole person during this, which was amazing and incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it kind of, we, you and I kind of talked about, um, boundaries and, and that mm-hmm. was, that's what I saw is I think when I, I thought of the term boundaries, I thought a lot in terms of interpersonal relationships, right? Like having good boundaries with your partners or with your children. Um, but in this way, it was like people having boundaries with almost outside society. Of mm-hmm. like, uh, just some something that is was like unprecedented, right? To just say, well, I want to choose when I want to come out of the house. Like, Right. So, um, yeah. So just, a, it's kind of, I think just brings up a lot of the personal choice was a big theme and a mm-hmm. lot of different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And control. I think people felt yeah. out of control because their routines were taken away from them. So right. they, um, wanted to find some way of controlling the situation and that could be on either side of the you know of the of the um you know 180 degrees of difference in in the way but I saw it on both sides 
So creating boundaries, um, you know, boundaries were created for them. So then, you know, control kind of became an issue. Did you find um, when you did start going back um, to uh, practicing again, um, did you find that clients came in talking about within the household, those boundaries, having to figure out new boundaries around um, right. their time and space and um, things like that? Because, you know, you're used to somebody could be working from home and the kids went out to school right now everybody's in the house together for 24 hours a day so well, you have people come to you with that well I mean I for whatever reason there were people that decided their hour with me was going to be their only hour outside of the house wow uh-huh I mean it's kind of mind-boggling to think about that so maybe they were having their taken in maybe they weren't um a lot of them were um a, a lot of my clients didn't have I mean daycare some had daycare many did not mm-hmm. um so I had to address boundaries for myself because mm-hmm. um that's a lot to be like the other face-to-face conversation that they're having right besides those in their household mm-hmm. so um that but I also was kind of um I saw that as a I saw it as an important role that I was playing mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you can put it that way yeah um, and yes I think that people I think there was a lot of learning that happened during that time and Mm -hmm. for them for people to to understand um that they could create a sense of safety in their own nervous systems Mm -hmm. in that one hour um I I just I think it's almost like I'm still processing what that was all about right um I think that 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 is really, there was so much fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there was before COVID, there really was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was just similar profiles in people's lives because of the artificial acceleration that we, yeah. you know, we call life, I suppose. Right. And I feel like, um, I don't think we've fully gotten back to that pace of pre-COVID. And I think a lot of people are just digging in their heels and in a very um, like mindful, mindful and conscious way of just Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not going back to exactly that. (laughs) Right, right. It's giving everyone an opportunity to set up those, those boundaries around their own time space and their own wellness. And yes. what does that look like for them as a um, whole person? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, um, would you like to share some of the go-to methods um, that you have um, used for maybe yourself personally, um, but also maybe for your clients uh, that kind of hit that whole person? Right. Um, I think that, 
um, the slowing down, I, I think that, that it varies so much. Um, I mean, just hopping on Instagram, you know, and like hashtag self-care, you're just going to get this variety mm-hmm. of flavors and um, degrees of depth of what, you know, what that looks like, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I, um, last week, my oldest is going back to school now and he's taking the bus mm-hmm. and so he's establishing his own routine and timeline, you know, which is new for me, mm-hmm. uh, as a mom of, you know, a middle schooler mm-hmm. and he wanted, he's downstairs kind of like in the, the kind of man cave, boy cave of yeah. our house, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, he just, he needs, he needs a bridge be- between sleeping and, you know, he's a teenager uh, right, being right. up. And- so he said, mom, you know, this, I just need five minutes of me time. And well, I just, great. Think of, I, don't, I was like, I cannot deny that. That is, no. he wasn't being sarcastic. He was just like, I just need five minutes of me time before I start my day. And I'm like, I think that during COVID in the morning, I had longer time in the morning to have my tea. Mm-hmm. I realized that. So I guess what I'm talking about is creating rituals for yourself. Yes. Yes. You know, and you and I have talked about how those rhythms mm-hmm. are. So as um, kind of people that relate to the earth element, mm-hmm. you know, like we need that to be in touch with that natural rhythm, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. For our, um, but when we are being forced into this, whatever it, whether it's nine to five, when mm-hmm. you have a job, or if you're a mom and you're having to get the household ready, mm-hmm. that may be fine some days and other days you may, your body might want a different timeline, right? you know, mm-hmm. and, and that, that, you know, can sound kind of luxurious, but, um, just finding that slowing down, I think was being able to actually slow down enough to feel what pleasure feels Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. like what your body wants. Mm -hmm. Cause I think can be such a hard, um, that can be such a hard process to come to in some moments. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's just that was key for people just to slow down and preparing food for yourself. Right. Like we all kind yeah. of had to, um, and that is like, like right now we're doing this podcast at like end of September mm-hmm. we're doing this recording and, um, we're in the fifth season of Chinese medicine, which okay. is like late summer. Um, someone call it like an Indian summer. Mm-hmm. So, um, in China, in Japan, that they're, they consider that like the fifth season. So the okay. bridge between the two yang seasons of spring and summer and the two yin seasons of fall and winter, right. um, kind of this teeter totter of, um, you know, it would be difficult to jump right into the, uh, the opposite, I suppose. And so, um, and we're having those days right now where, you know, everyone is pumpkin and spice, but then today it's 90 degrees. Exactly. You know, we've turned our air conditioner back up and 
So in order to navigate those kinds of um, drastic changes, mm -hmm. the, the earth element is kind of the glue that holds everything together. Okay. So um, things that um, kind of are the flavor of earth are mm -hmm. um, rep represented by almost like that typical like earth goddess energy or, mm -hmm. you know, the um the harvest of the season um that nurturing kind of like mama that wants to feed you and give you your favorite foods you know mm -hmm. but but really in terms of like that earth goddess that lives in all of us whether we're men or women or right the whatever, divine feminine whatever age we are uh -huh. um but I think that right now because that I feel like as like women really had to tap into that essence during mm -hmm. COVID um, for both the comfort of, them, of themselves and for others to feel like, you know, you could do something. And it was very helpful for me to have a purpose and mm -hmm. cook for everyone and yes. um, kind of boil and, and um, baby everyone. But right now I'm feeling the need to be around that feminine energy. So being around my other female friends and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think girl trips, girl retreats seem to be mm -hmm. all, all the thing right now, because people are finally feeling like, oh, okay, I, I can let down my guard a little bit and mm -hmm. maybe just relax a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, I've seen a lot of um, retreats starting back up, you know, glamping retreats, even the local state um, Parks Association is do did some glamping. Uh, really? Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was so cool. I saw the photos on um, Facebook of them uh, doing, you know, a retreat. I think they had used like some of their cabins at the local state park and they were able to have like this community time, you know, and right. bring women together that maybe didn't know each other, but, you know, by the end of the weekend had right. created some kind of community and they, you know, learned about cooking and archery and, you know, oh, kayaking wow. and, you mm -hmm. know, it's just, and, you know, when you're in that, when, even if you can't get your, you know, your close community together, they were able to create one. And I think we all need that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. We need to create that connection. I, I, being at home, like you were asking how I helped people, I really felt like I, I was able to step back because people were kind of figuring out what they needed, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on their own, which mm -hmm. they may have sort of delineated that wellness provider in their life as having that role of doing that for them because mm -hmm. they felt they didn't have the time. Um, but a lot of people were online, you know, figuring out what self-care was going to look like for them. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, I feel like now there's, of course, it's not, not for everyone. There's obviously people that are struggling with the fallout of COVID financial mm -hmm. and other. Oh, yeah. But, but there are folks that are being able to sort of give back now because they kind of have been able to fill their cup a bit um, mm -hmm. and set some of those good boundaries and decide how they can serve 
um, in a, you know, from a place of, you know, a healthier place, a more sustainable place, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just, I think sometimes when you make a change like that, mm-hmm. there's an initial nervous system response of panic yes. that stops people from doing that. Mm-hmm. And I personally, I had some time to think about business plans. Um, and, and in the past, I've always kind of thought, my default has always been to work more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and even when I've come to a certain agreement about how much I'm going to work, I've always questioned whether maybe I should work more. Maybe that's, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. but I think I really came to peace during COVID going, this is really the right decision for me, you know, a right balance between, um, you know, work and family flow. And um, I'm hoping that other people have made a little bit more peace with that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, you know, they were coming to terms with this systemic burnout that Mm -hmm. has been kind of this, I think, what is, Brene Brown calls it something. I think it's the uh, anxiety as a status symbol. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, that I, I think I might be butchering that a little bit, but that's the essence of what it is. It's basically this overfunctioning as a status symbol kind of a yeah. thing, mm-hmm. which I think people were aware of. But again, that panic whenever you change something, it's going, oh, I kind of want to just do what I'm used to and the familiar yeah. things. Mm-hmm. So we had a long enough to sit with that discomfort of, um, yeah, this, this is just the growing pain kind of anxiety. Mm-hmm. This isn't the kind of anxiety telling you this is the wrong thing to do. Um, right. Yeah, because I mean, we do have both of those available to us, but, you know, uh, figuring out which one really is the stressor and which one isn't yeah. is really growth and which one is, you know, actually self-preservation are two different things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, re- I agree with all of that. It, it, yeah. it's, it's been an interesting place. Yeah. And I think, I think you're right. I think a lot of people, I mean, I think some people probably are sticking to their status quo, you know, staying yeah. in whatever their comfort zone is, but I do feel like people are moving beyond that and creating the rituals. Mm-hmm. Um, what do your daily rituals look like? How do you want them to look like? um, each day and can you flow with it if it's at a different time of the day, you know, because I think we had to do that. Um, and, um, I think there's some beauty in that and there's beauty in that flow. Right. Right. Um, I think a lot of us never really, right. Time is what you, what you spend your time on is what you value. Mm -hmm. We've been that would be the, the thought. But if you feel you don't have a choice, mm-hmm. you know, and you're spending the majority of your day outside of the home um, and, you know, doing something that isn't necessarily something that feeds you or feels like mm-hmm. is your purpose, right? Um, then that that's creating the spiritual illness that's at the root of a lot of the things that people come to healers for 
Right. And, so, and those are things that the healer can't really shift for the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's like this divinely led kind of mm-hmm. situation where mm-hmm. um, people were having to address those, the, the spiritual illness in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, there's people that, that won't, or they, they won't, they're not choosing or they, mm-hmm. would they're, they were fine or, mm-hmm. you know, but I think a lot of people, um, it took this, the, um, the need to have this kind of proper way of communicating mm-hmm. because we're all experiencing this disaster together. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean. I think people are, have, are having more real and authentic conversations mm-hmm. than they did before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, we, I was, I sent you that, um, where did you get a chance to listen to the, the Esther Perel? Uh, the, a little Instagram? bit. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, she was talking about how disasters are relationship accelerators. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard more talk of these things that things, these big picture things like um, eco-friendly fuel and mental health in the schools and the workplace. I mean, Mm -hmm. how are these things really going to be addressed if, if the status quo was making, you know, the big bucks, right? You know, and um, no one could really um justify let's just stop you know let's stop these major institutions and mm-hmm. do a revamp like how else was it going to happen right right so you, there's beauty in it there is yeah. beauty in it yeah and and i would never ever take away the trauma that some people have gone through i mean but i think there is also, you know, we have to look at the shadow side, but we also have to look at the gifts that have come from this. Right. Um, and the positive things and how we can create new rituals and new routines um, from more of a place of self-care mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. and then see what we have available for right. um, the world. Right. And, uh, you know, even if that's, um, you know, you're, you know, going out to work um, as a frontline worker or um, at a restaurant, which, you know, they were considered essential at that time. So um, I love seeing all of the, uh, um, the things where a lot of people brought in, you know, um, not treats, but just like self-care for the um, hospital workers and for right. others. And I thought, saw, again, that kind of goes back to that community thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Helping, helping out. The, the same at schools. So we already knew that kids, we had a mental health crisis in this country before COVID. Right. But there didn't seem to be, again, any impetus to, to just mental health has never been a priority right unfortunately and suddenly it became one um Mm -hmm. you know uh going back to school the uh school district that my son is in they decided i'm not sure how many weeks it may have been a full month Mm 
-hmm. but it was at least two weeks that the curriculum was basically based around mental health and community. Wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So he didn't have any homework. I mean, there was learning that took place, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm not exactly sure I, you know, who took the lead on it or how the teachers, what kind of training that they had. But my son was happy to go to school. He was, did not seem overwhelmed. Whatever Mm -hmm. they were doing was working. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just so happy that, um, yeah, that they made that choice. It was so necessary. And also for the kids at this age, this pivotal age, well, all kids in general, for Mm -hmm. them to understand that we value their mental health. Right, right. You know, this this tangible thing that, um, you know, it it doesn't, it's not about their performance, um, Mm -hmm. how many, the grades, their appearance. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's just incredible, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think these kids that are, um, they have this, uh, they've come through this with this common, this common language to discuss their mental health. When mm-hmm. we didn't talk about mental health when I was in middle school, I don't know about you, but no. oh my gosh, no, no. But we've had some really good conversations. My children and I have also, well, in my yeah. young adults, um, and um, we've had some great conversation around it because I think that it is, you know, as much as, you know, we want to limit the amount of social media that the kids are mm-hmm. having. I think there's it's been a big part of what they're seeing out there. Right. And they're seeing the importance of it and people are talking about it and making it not this taboo thing. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay, okay that we all are, yeah. are struggling. It's okay to struggle. Um, and right. here's the tools, how to help pull yourself out when you can get right. There. So, and right. I love that. Yeah. And I think, I really think, uh, uh, I agree with you around the education. One of, um, my youngest teachers, um, sent a, a thing and said, you know what, this year, it's not about the competition. It's about creating community and having right. a good year, not right. about, you know, accolades. It's more about, um, and I think that's so important, uh, you know, um, and I think, you know, I, I know what I saw once, you know, we were able to go out and be out in community. Um, I don't know if you saw it in your neighborhood, but people mm-hmm. would gather, you know, with mm-hmm. social distancing and they'd have social distancing pieces. And I, so I, I think, you know, there's been that need for people to come back into connection and community and um hopefully that'll continue you know as we um ramp up and rev up a little bit more um in this time of year i mean i don't know um from the chinese um traditional chinese medicine um if this is a time of year to create community but i mean if you look at western i mean Mm -hmm. that's what we're doing we're hitting the holidays we're looking at you know, right. looking at Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, these things where people gather together. Right. Um, so is that something that is part of traditional I think, so. I think it's part of just 
ancient human like culture because I mean again it, this idea that we are dependent on each other for survival mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. coming you know and if climate was an issue wherever you know our ancestors were from right like right they needed to come in and share resources yes um, be in an enclosed more enclosed space with each other mm-hmm. you know the purpose was to stay warm and fed <laughs> exactly exactly you know so I think that that's kind of um and I think that earth element in general so in Chinese medicine I'll do treatments on the meridians that correlate with the earth element and okay. we start paying closer attention back to diet so mm-hmm. in the summer when resources are more um available and are you know it's a little bit different with artificial heating and cooling but in general you know um food is bountiful in the summer and Mm -hmm. um so people are a little bit looser about their diet but then come towards the end of the summer digestive problems start you know being becoming more problematic Mm -hmm. and even if they aren't, we tend to, I will tonify the stomach and the spleen and pancreas. That's just what I do mm-hmm. at the end of the summer, um, moving into this time of year. And then I just find myself talking more about diet to people Interesting. Uh, because they're kind of preparing their, um, you know, their container, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, there it's you know strengthens I kind of think of the earth element as the hub of the wheel mm-hmm. and part of that is um there's different schools of thought in Chinese medicine and um lineages and so mm-hmm. a couple of the teachers that I followed at my school were from the earth school okay so it's it's kind of I equate it to you know your mom or grandma if something was wrong, they always said, put a little something on it, you know, mm-hmm. and their answer to everything. It's kind of like in Chinese medicine, you can make a case that again, the earth is the glue that holds everything together. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it helps create those connections between um, body parts, organ systems, mm-hmm. individual. And so the, the earth element is about um, joining together um, and so that's necessary to build community as well. So mm-hmm. I think that, like with what part of what you do with um, your business and your purpose of um, mm-hmm. helping to teach people and to create, you know, create healthy meals for people, um, that, that's all about bringing people together. So those mm-hmm. meals are shared, you know, they're right. You, the, type, the type of t- cooking that you talk about, that's mm-hmm. celebratory type meals, mm-hmm. you know? yeah for sure I think yeah. that that part of Chinese medicine too mm-hmm. that's that's wonderful yeah as yeah and as we get into autumn you know it's just I just uh, for me it's one of my favorite seasons so um I just I and I think I look forward to those holidays those times to bring people together um yeah. and um, you know, whether it's family, friends, you know, doing the Friendsgivings, um, and, uh, the ability to be together again is, is yeah. wonderful. Um, and even, I think, 
Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I was going to say like Thanksgiving, I think the gratitude is what mm-hmm. we're all feeling for like the community. And really, I feel like we're in this new, um, like not really sure what we're creating, what kind of community we want to create. Um, because we had gone, we were coming from a place where all of our community was being built online. Mm-hmm. Yes. And personally, I feel like I'm around people that really want to gather in person more. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that creates a balance to all these wonderful forums that we have um, online. I feel like we all do need that really rich, deep core group mm-hmm. of community that we are seeing face to face, at least on a somewhat regular basis and sharing meals with maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that can help us make those connections that are broader to the, the amazing powers of the internet, right? Like connecting with people in different regions and cultures that we would not necessarily be able to before the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But before it was like, we were just on this ride of build it, build it, build it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so I love this podcast that I don't know if it came out of the COVID for you, but the the podcast and your business plan, if it kind of came out of. Yeah, it did. Months yeah. Of, yeah. It was a big shift, you know, it was a shift in, yeah, where, where is my energy uh, to be um, utilized and, um, and really, uh, yeah, bringing together all of those elements of things of uh, wisdom, experience, and knowledge into, you know, in the entire holistic wellness plan. And really, the podcast was there to be able to highlight all the beauty that we have that is wisdom, wellness, and woo. But mm-hmm. really, you know, look at it from all, you know, bring together uh, different people who have these different perspectives to help us find um wellness at more whole well uh whole person wellness so Mm -hmm. that's um that's that's why i'm doing this and and for me too these connections each week that i get to record with people um i get to connect with people some people that i haven't gotten to connect with for four years or whatever so really it is um giving me that ability to connect and, um, but also be able to talk with people like you who have this incredible background, but also wisdom beyond just what you do. Um, so, and I, I like to share that because I think that's important for people to, um, experience and, and find who they resonate with because, um, if it's not me, I hope that I, I, I always hold the highest, um, and best healing for everyone and, um, and hope that, you know, whoever they resonate with, whether it's somebody on the podcast or, um, a colleague or me, that it's, um, it's part of their, um, up-leveling. Right, right. Well, Um, it's just, I mean, I definitely found that already because, I had been searching for the author of um, the book of, it was the woman you had on recently about speaking about relationships. And she wrote a book about 
was it letters to my son? Oh, or, Natasha, Mama. Yeah. yeah. Natasha Bria Elskari. And she wrote Mama Sutra. Yes. Mama Sutra. Yes. Uh-huh. And looking for that book, I, um, I don't know if I saw a friend post about it and I thought, oh, I want to pick that up and then mm-hmm. could not find it again. And lo and behold, you interviewed her on your podcast. So <laughs> now I have her information. Yeah. Being a boy um, myself, I just thought, I just, I, I just want to hear her perspective. Oh, and it's, yeah. And it's a lovely perspective and, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, big shout out to Natasha for that book, but yeah. And and I'm glad that you found it through that. So that's always good. Um, yeah, thanks for creating this forum because I feel like you've been in Kansas city now for how long? Gosh, 40 years, 40 years, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so your, your roots run deep. And, um, Mm -hmm. I, I do, I mean, I do like to connect. I'm an old fashioned gal, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I like connecting with, um, people here in the community and, um, Mm -hmm. that always leads to other connections. Of course, I have patients Mm -hmm. that come here from other places. Um, but, the community here is special, I think. And yes. So I think that although we have access to so much now, um, healing uh, trainings and workshops and all Mm -hmm. that features online, I think it's important that we still maintain these uh, connections within our community so we can, you know, bridge the gap for people um, definitely definitely uh, yeah and you've taught some great classes on gua sha um mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. other other things and you have you really have tried to help create community um and across um all lines of wellness you know mm-hmm. um reaching out and um that is so appreciated um yeah and i i agree i mean i've taken some um certifications online, but really the ones that really stuck with me were from local people, you know, my herbalism class that I went to every month, you know, for eight hours, you know, on a weekend. Um, Those are the things that really did. And it was also, and it, it opened up another um, aspect of community and meeting other people who you I would never have met especially if they were across the country so I do I agree I I feel like there's so many much good like you were talking about about the internet how we can connect um you know cultures and across the world um because I am part of that with my quantum human design um and uh there's so many ways that we connect through that you know face to face Mm -hmm. But mm-hmm. having those um, in-person uh, connections uh, is really helpful. So, right, yeah, I think that kind of goes back to the earth element, which mm-hmm. is, um, you know, the the senses, being able yes. to, you know, experience another person, whether you're shaking hands or hugging, or feel comfortable doing that, but just being in other people's presence, like mm-hmm. it, it imp- there's a deeper imprint. Mm-hmm. Um, especially it's like you're standing on the same earth, you know, you share, you live in the same region and there's mm-hmm. a piece of earth, you know, so there's a connection. So um, this has been a great conversation. 
Yes. And I Stephanie, enjoyed. and I really enjoyed this, um, you know, talking about rituals, talking about community connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, if you're interested in following Stephanie, um, she is on Instagram at totem underscore health. That's on Instagram. And she posts a lot of great information. And you've been doing some quick, um, is it Qigong videos? Yes, I have to get back to those, but um, mm-hmm. Qigong videos. And, um, you know, coming upcoming, I talked about doing a um, acupressure for kids, teaching okay. parents how to do acupressure for their kids for immunity and really just common childhood illnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look for that upcoming for the fall and winter. I think people are about ready to do do that type of thing in person. So I'm excited to see people in person to teach a class like that. Yeah. So check her out at Instagram. Again, that is totem underscore health or to um, find out more about Stephanie and book an appointment. You can visit her website at totemacupuncture.com. Stephanie, thank you again for being on the show and I appreciate your time and uh, the energy and the, uh, your wisdom and uh, look forward to talking with you again, maybe. Yes. Can I add one last thing, Heather? Oh, perfect. Yes. I failed to mention this to you, but um, I'm actually closing my books to new patients until January of 2022. Oh, okay. I did want to mention that based on our conversation today, there are two meditations on the website that people might be interested in. Oh, definitely. Um, one is um, balance, the balancing earth meditation. Okay. And the other is the four chambered heart meditation. So those are both available on the website. Um, and any uh, other classes that I teach will also be listed on there for local Kansas City people. Okay, great. So yeah, so for upcoming events she's been talking about and for the two meditations she has available um, which are wonderful gifts, um, do go to totemacupuncture.com. Again, Stephanie, thanks so much for being on Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness Mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. That's support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.